have these moments in services where God's pouring himself out and the, bra- the, the anointing for breakthrough is there. And uh, we will shout until the Jericho walls come down. Come on. And uh, we will be in these moments of glory and atmosphere and true breakthrough. <laughs> and, it's, and, and, uh, and, and, and breakthrough is an interesting concept because everyone will describe it differently as to what it means to them. But I feel like breakthrough really is, it's an answer to a prayer. Come on. And breakthrough is also a change of season. And um, holy... <clears throat> And sometimes we treat breakthrough like it's this weird idol we bow down to. And the cry of your heart is really, God, answer my prayer, answer my prayer. Or God, shift the season of this thing where lack turns into prosperity. Or or feeling like you're the tail turns into you're the head, right? And we'll get in these moments of breakthrough and atmospheres of breakthrough. And you're you're like this broken record. Breakthrough, breakthrough. And the Lord's like, you've been in breakthrough. You have the breakthrough. Holy. It's not some idol, something you have to bow down to. something, Something that's this far out galaxy weird thing. Because breakthrough is a person... And what I feel like for us as a people, because we're in, I believe, a breakthrough season, really that should be our lives, not just the season, but you get what I mean. There are times when you have to say, break out, you know, and, and you, there's atmospheres and you're like, we're breaking through, you know. But what I'm talking about is like the cry of your heart for a breakthrough. And, and, um, and, and, and what I was thinking of is... <laughs> If we're in breakthrough and God has brought us, you know, in a last Sunday, it was last Sunday where we did our screaming and the Jericho walls fell down, right? We had a breakthrough moment. And what needs to happen is we need to carry that moment and sustain what we obtained. Because too many times in our charismatic spinning wheel of life, we get these moments of breakthrough and we, we, get, we get into atmospheres that are charged with his presence, but we don't know how to sustain it. So on a Sunday, the Jerichos are falling down and then on Tuesday, we're breaking spirits of apathy because what, what happened? You're crying out for breakthrough. You actually get it in a moment, either a secret place or in the service, and then two days later, it's gone. <sighs> And you're like in this hamster wheel. God, I need breakthrough. Then you come to hunger conference and you shout the walls down and breakthrough happens and you show up on Monday and it lifts right off of you again. That's no way to sustain a life with God. And the Lord's looking for us to be able to sustain the breakthrough. Amen? Okay, because what I see in past revivals in history the revival comes, and then a matter of time, in a matter of time, it just lifts again. And I really believe the heart cry of the Father is, I want to instill something that never stops advancing, that never stops breaking through. Hallelujah, we're here. We got to the message. Woo! 
We cannot say breakthrough, breakthrough. He brings it. And then it, you in your life, and I'm getting into it. I'm going to get into it. It's like it lifts off, and then you're crying out for breakthrough again. It's like, come on. And I really believe, I'm going to give you some keys right now, that if we steward the breakthrough moments of God well, we really will go from glory to glory, from breakthrough to breakthrough. Because I think so much in our lives, it's woo, woo, woo. If you were shouting the Jericho walls down last Sunday, then that shout should still be there this Sunday. It shouldn't take 45 minutes to get the shout back. How are you stewarding the shout? How are you carrying what he gave you? Because I don't know about you, but with my kids, when I give them something and they don't steward that well, I don't want to give them anything else. I wait until they learn how to be blessed with that before I give them something else. And, and you know, I really believe that, you know, as we're, we're already kind of in the 2020 anointing, that we need to steward this thing so well that it continues to forcefully advance. Amen? I want to give you some keys to be able to sustain breakthrough. Are you with me? Let's go to Luke 17. Okay, and what I mean by breakthrough is when you feel like or you know in your spirit something has shifted seasonally, something has broken open in the atmosphere and there's a clear heaven where there was a shut heaven or an answer came. That's what I'm talking about when I say breakthrough. Okay, I don't want it to be this floaty Christian word. That's what I mean. Okay, does that make sense? Let's go to Luke 17. Uh, sorry, what did I say? Uh, yeah, Luke 17 and verse uh, 11. <clears throat> Jesus said, now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, 10 men who had leprosy met him. They stood, at the, they stood at a distance and called out in loud voices, Jesus, master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, go and show yourself to the priests. And they went and they were cleansed. Okay, they were healed. One of them, uh, when he saw he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And, and he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Was no one found to return to give praise to, the God, to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. Who I feel the Holy Ghost. Okay, this guy had a, had a breakthrough. He had a breakthrough in his body. He got healed. And he came back and he praised God. He did what was right. And I believe that when we have breakthrough moments with God, in order to sustain and, and, and keep the breakthrough, we must be continually thankful to God for what he's done. We don't want to go from the, next, for, to, from the first answered prayer to the next one. Next, next, God, give me next, next, next. It's like, wait a minute. Jesus said, hang on, weren't all healed? Are you the only one to return to give praise to me? That means he was shocked. That means praise was due him. And if we're going to carry the spirit of breakthrough and carry the breakthroughs that God gives us, we need to stop and thank him. Okay, and we can't say, God, you know my heart. Now on to the next thing. What can I have next? Okay, that breakthrough's done next. Wait, wait, wait. Did you just say you got a breakthrough? Did you just get healed? Oh, let us have a praise dance before the Lord. Okay. And thank him like he's a real person. Whew. 
Because sometimes when we get a breakthrough or things happen in our lives, we forget all about who did the breakthrough. We're like, oh, it's almost like this relief comes to us and we're like, oh, thank God. Oh, yeah, moving right along. And I really believe some of you, you feel like you haven't had a breakthrough yet, but this is a word running before you that you need to remember so that when you step into the fullness of this breakthrough that you're looking for, that you remember what I said. Because God's not looking to have another generation forget, and then he has to tell the next one again. Come on. Sometimes I feel bad for God. He's like putting so much in a generation, and all of a sudden it's like they turn around and forget, and he's like, now I have to tell a whole other generation again. It would be better if they passed down what they obtained and taught people how to sustain it, and it be a breakthrough that never stops breaking through. That is the goal of heaven. That's the first thing I want to say. The way you sustain your breakthrough is thanking him, giving him praise, and never stop giving him praise. And, 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 you know, I remember one of the first times I remember stopping and actually thanking God like he was a person standing next to me. It was such a pivotal moment in my life because I felt like it meant something to him. I remember he did something, and I don't know what happened, and maybe I really felt Holy Spirit for for the first time, and it was like this huge moment, and I remember stopping and being like, Jesus, I just want to say thank you. Can I just tell you thank you? Thank you so much, because sometimes I feel like we thank other people who give us a natural gift way more than the spiritual things we get in the spirit from Jesus. Stop and thank him. Acknowledge what he did. Amen? Isn't this good? Come on, we're not gonna we're gonna be the one that comes back and falls down at his feet and thanks him and praises him. Whew. You know, some people have preached, I've heard preach this text because Jesus said, Rise and go, your faith has made you well. Some people have speculated that the other nine lost their healing. I don't know, but there's power in thinking God. Amen. This is the next thing I want to say. If if you are gonna learn to sustain a breakthrough that God has brought to your life. Okay, and some of you, most of you, it's cost you to get to the point of breakthrough. It's cost something. It's cost you, you know, you've fasted, you've prayed, you've contended. And, and sometimes when something shifts and a breakthrough happens, first of all, we don't thank God. But the other thing, the other thing we tend to do is we stop doing what we did to get us to the place of breakthrough. So it's like, it's like, oh, well, I'm here now. So then I'm going to forget about the fasting, the praying, the contending, the fighting, the tears. And it's like you're like moving on, and you, you completely stop pressing forward. And, and, and the, the way that you're going to sustain what God is breaking through in your life is to continue doing what you know to do. Don't stop doing the stuff. Don't stop fasting and praying and pressing just because you saw the other side of what you wanted. Keep going because there's more. Because oftentimes when people stop pressing and they forget about what they've done, they they can lose the breakthrough moment in their life and spiral back to old thinking. So that's another key. Don't stop doing what you did to get to that place. And not that you did works, but you know what I'm saying. Okay, we got to keep pressing, keep moving forward. Philippians 3, verse 14, Andrew read it uh, when he did a session uh, in in the hunger conference. But Paul said, I press on towards the goal. 
I'm pressing. I am doing this thing. And we need to have a, a, a mentality of not, oh, as soon as I get the breakthrough, I'm just going to chill and like be on the mountaintop. Praise the Lord. I just need to get that breakthrough. Then I can relax. No. When you get that breakthrough, you will continue to press on towards the goal. You'll continue to, to go to the next thing of uh, not in striving, but in hunger and passion. Dr uh, you're driven uh, with fire inside of you. You can't hold it inside. You hear what I'm saying? Okay, because we don't want to press and strive. That's not what I'm talking about. But there's a place where you get to in God where it's like fire shut up in my bones. I cannot but press. And we need, to, we need to have a mentality of I'm pressing onwards and upwards because oftentimes when it comes to breakthrough, we actually treat the breakthrough like it's an idol. So you get, the, you get the little thing and then it's like, great, well, what else am I living for now that I got my spouse or got the breakthrough in finances or my, you know, my person got saved that I was praying for? It's like, you just take your foot off the gas and start floating. But really, you don't ever stay in that place. You go backwards when you do that. So I really want to encourage you to keep doing what you knew to do uh, when you were pressing towards the breakthrough, but keep pressing. Amen? Okay, and we know, too, that in, in uh, the Israelites, even when they got their promised land, okay, they were like, yes, we're getting the promised land. Woo, this is what we've been wandering for so long for. Okay, they, they get the promised land, they get in, and God's like, oh, yeah, by the way. You're going to have to drive out all the people. And not even that, there's going to be tons of animals there too. And, you know, you could have, in, in our day and age, it's like, well, all I want is my promised land thing. And, you know, and we could have had the mentality of the Israelites, it's just going to be all good when I get my promised land. But really what happens, and I can tell you from experience, God will say, here's your promised land, now it's time to fight. And we think all the fight was leading up to getting the breakthrough. Actually, the fight continues on. And sometimes it's more fierce after you've broken through something. Hello, Israelites. It's a lot harder to beat people down than it is to wander in a desert. It actually got harder. God's like, you better drive out the inhabitants. Not only that, you have to cast on all the devils in there, get all the idols out. They had work to do. So we need to have the mentality that when we break through, oh, there's still a pressing inside of me. There's still a fight. There's still an obtaining on the other side of this thing. And we can't treat the breakthrough like it's our God. God is our God. Amen. Jesus is the one we're pressing towards. Hallelujah. Okay, but if you're going to sustain something, there has to be a fire in your belly that's pushing. And it doesn't matter if it's good or bad, you're moving forward. Amen. Okay, this is another one I want to, uh, a little key I want to give you for sustaining what you obtain in the breakthrough. Don't let your guard down. Okay, so that's another thing too. We kind of, we, we get to this moment of like, yeah, and then like your guard's completely down and the enemy just slaps you. And, you know, and sometimes success can be detrimental to people because they stop pressing, they stop moving forward, and then they let their guard down and the enemy's like, they're wide open. Because before they got the breakthrough of the promised land, they were, they were watching, they were looking, they were fighting, they were pressing. And the best thing to do to this person is to give them a little bit of success because I know they'll go, oh, everything's great now. Guards down. Proverbs 4 verse 23 tells us to guard our hearts, right? That's a command. And that's, no one's going to do that for, that's not the peace of God guarding our heart version. This is a, 
this is a stance we need to take inside of us. So if you want to sustain a breakthrough, you got to be on guard. Like, okay, I got this breakthrough. I'm going to protect this thing. I'm going to protect this ground we've taken in the spirit. And my guard is going to be up because the enemy is out to what? Steal, kill, and destroy. How much more when you've obtained something, he's like, oh, I'm going to steal that back. Or I'm going to just, fine, if I can't get it, I'm going to destroy it. Come on. So it's like, that's one thing I love about Pastor Andrew. He's just like, he's like Mr. Military, all times on guard. But it's taught me a lot. And some of the greatest ministers have said to me, success is sometimes one of the most detrimental things that can happen to a church. Because success comes and then God leaves because of the stance of the people. They stop pressing. They stop guarding. They stop reaching and moving towards the prize. Come on, somebody. This is another thing I want to say, too, is that when a breakthrough comes in our lives, this is another key to sustain it, is to follow God always through your life and don't set up camp at that little breakthrough. Okay, because we've seen too, even in the Methodist movement, this church that we use, okay, it did, it wasn't, today how it looks is not how it began. Okay, and what happens is when God moves or there's breakthroughs in the spirit, we like to set up camp in that little spot. We're like, oh, well, this worked. So we're just going to set up our little camp here and assume that God wants it this way at all times. And then we're going to build our own little denomination out of this little camp. But the reality is that God's always moving. He's shifting. He's changing. He's moving around. He's he's not staying in one tradition of man's spot. So if we're going to sustain a breakthrough, we need to keep our eyes fixed on him and know that he's always moving. And we're not going to bow down to the formula that got you that breakthrough. You got to have a willing spirit that says, okay, well, this might have gotten me a breakthrough here, but I'm following Jesus. So if he wants me to do something different this time, I'm following him. I'm not setting up camp and making my own denomination. Touch. Okay? And a lot of revivals have fizzled out because they just stayed right there in that bubble thinking that's the only way God wanted it. When he was ready to move on with them. This is such a word. God's always moving. We got to move with him. You want to sustain a breakthrough? Don't bow down and worship the idol of how he brought the last one. Amen? Are you with me? Is this helping somebody? Okay, because I feel like the Lord brings us breakthroughs and then they just fizzle out. And it's, it can be confusing because you're like, but in the moment I felt such breakthrough. I, I felt such power and it doesn't make any sense. Ready for another key? Hallelujah. Here's another one. Let's go to John 15. This is what I want to say, too. Breakthrough is not the absence of a fight, like the Israelites, okay? They had to fight through even though they got their breakthrough promise land. Breakthrough is not the absence of work. Well, I just want to get the breakthrough so, so that yes, I can just relax. Sometimes after you get the breakthrough, it's more fierce. You're like, why did I ask for this pain? <laughs> because it's your calling. Okay? Breakthrough is not the absence of responsibility, and it's not the absence of anything hard. Because sometimes, too, in our Christianese, I need the breakthrough so that I can just, uh, so I can just breathe again. And that is a real thing. Okay? But what you really need is the breath of Jesus. 
to breathe on you. Paul said, I've learned to, to be okay, whether I have a lot or a little, it doesn't matter. I've learned to be content. And we have these charismatic Christians running around, I need to break it because I just said, this, this is the other side of my promise, I'm going to break the break. It's like, shh. Are you connected to Jesus right now? Because he's not holding his breath until you get the breakthrough so that you can breathe after the breakthrough. You need to be able to breathe right now. You need to be able to be refreshed right now in every season, in every moment, connected to me right now. John 15. In verse 1, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes, so that it will be even more fruitful. You're already clean because of my word I've spoken to you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you're the branches. If a man remains in me and I in, him, and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not remain in me, he's like a branch that's thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up and thrown into the fire and burned. Okay, and then he goes on to say, if you remain in me, you can ask anything you wish and it will be given to you. The point is this, you need to remain in him. I said this on Tuesday night, and I'll say it again. One of the greatest struggles that I see Christians have is that they find it hard to actually spend time with God, which sounds so crazy because we're on fire and we're after him and we're going, but then your everyday life is like, where am I going to squeeze him? And you're like, where's my breakthrough? Where's my thing? Where? And he's coming last in the list of your life. And you think that a Sunday is spending all the time with him. It's not. This is where we all celebrate together as a product of what we all did in the secret place all week. This shouldn't be the only time you meet him. Okay, but if you're going to sustain a breakthrough, you need to remain in him. You need to spend time with the almighty God. You need to get in the secret place. You need to fit him in wherever you can and let him be the focus of your life because without that connection, you will wither up like a branch that's cut off. And sometimes the problem isn't always the devil. It's you're not joining yourself to Jesus the way that you need to survive. You cannot bear fruit without him. It doesn't matter how much you think you fast and, and do works. If all of that's not coming from a place of intimacy with him, it doesn't mean anything. You got to lock yourself away where there's no one else and be with him. Worship. Pray in the spirit. He said, be joined to me. So in any way that you can connect to him, do it. Spend time with him. Do the fasting with him. Show up on Sundays and Tuesdays and Thursdays, whatever you can, in any way that you can be joined to him, because that is how you will sustain the fruit of breakthrough. Again, it's like, well, I got the breakthrough. See you, Lord. <laughs> and you're like all ministering to everyone else about your breakthrough moment and all this and borderline taking credit yourself. And Jesus over there like, <sighs> there he is. That's right, Lord. That's right. <laughs> it sounds so funny, but we do it. Because when it's hard, our eyes are always on him. Oh, 
And then it gets good, and we're like, see ya. Oh, isn't this great? My life is so great. Let me tell you about all the great things of my life. Or even if you're lukewarm, it's like you take your eyes off, and you're like, I can't even feel him, so I don't really feel like connecting. I don't feel anything right now. Are you connected to the vine? When's the last time you actually spent time with him? Alone. Mic drop. <laughs> you want to sustain that breakthrough, you got to sustain connection to him. He's jealous for you. He's like, it's like, he's not going to give you a breakthrough that's going to drive you away from him. And sometimes I've seen him give people small breakthroughs because he just loves them so much and they're desiring it. But sometimes he knows, oh man, I really hope this goes the good way and they stay connected to me. Okay, you got to be connected to the vine. You're not going to bear any fruit. You're not going to sustain that breakthrough if you think you're going to seek him and then the second you get what you want, let him go. Come on. Really, you're worshiping the breakthrough, not him. You're bowing down to this idea and an idol of breakthrough and not the one who's the giver of the breakthrough. Well, if I could just get this breakthrough. You've talked more about the breakthrough than him. Who's on the throne of your heart? This thing that you want answered, this season you want shifted, what's going on? Because my Bible tells me that I can be content no matter where I am in the scale of big breakthrough, little breakthrough, no breakthrough. Are you with me? Hallelujah. Come on, we got we to gotta keep this because the Lord has, this is what God's doing here is so much bigger than this room. It just is crazy. It blows my mind. I'm like, this is huge. This is, this is explosion town in the spirit. And it's gonna, the natural is going to catch up. Woo, right, Dan? He felt it. It's, it's, the natural is going to start catching up, and this is going to be explosive. And, and we need to be, God is looking to give us something that is sustainable that will forcefully advance. So he's like, here, remember these things because it's coming. Woo! Because it's coming. And we're tasting it already now. Watch out. We're going to be, it's crazy happening. But he wants us to be able to be fruitful and multiply this thing and be good stewards of what he gives us. What did you do with that breakthrough? Oh, I, I made it advance, Jesus. I, I made it multiply. I told everyone about what you did. Good, hallelujah. And the breakthrough kept spreading. Woo! Okay, this is another thing I, uh, it's probably one of the last things I'm going to say, but it's, it's a big deal. When God does something in a big uh, moment in your life, we need to be able to stay focused enough that it doesn't, his presence doesn't lift off of us and we end up cheapening what he did. Those of you who don't, I'm not sure if you've heard Pastor Andrew's testimony or not, but he got taken to heaven and he, got, he also spent time with Jesus and Jesus said, Jesus specifically told him, that he, he's had special times with Andrew in his life, but there have been times where Andrew cheapened it. Jesus said that. It was a very sobering moment, and Andrew's like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And all of us, of course, so sorry, Jesus. We never mean to cheapen it, but that means that it can be cheapened if Jesus said that. And we need to pay attention. And what I really believe that means is that when we have moments where we're in powerful secret times with God or services that we don't just quickly run back to the world and let that, that presence lift off of us. You know, and uh, it reminds me of the scripture, and I'm going to go to it. We all know it. Um, am I going to go to it? 
Yeah, Matthew 13, 22, I'll just read it to you. The seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. And I believe that we can have times with God, but then we go back and like we just open our social media and it just cheapened the moment. You just looked at something else and all of a sudden it just got cheap. It was like, well, you just so quickly turned away from that life powerful moment to flicking through your social and all of a sudden you don't feel the presence anymore because your gaze turned off of him and you just cheapen the moment. It's like someone proposing to you and then you're like, oh yes, I'll marry you. And then you're like, mm-hmm. And it's like, you just took away from the entire moment. And we do that all the time. We just had an amazing time at Hunger Conference. And how many of us are still buzzing from that moment? Or possibly were there times where we cheapened what he did by letting go? We just referred to our social media. Or you know what? Someone, someone who the devil always uses poked their head in and you engaged in that thing when you should have just not and not cheapened the moment with God. Hold precious what he did and not let it just lift. And, and like this says, the cares of the world and the things of life choking out what God just did. Okay, don't let, don't let what God do in you be choked out by your distraction. And for every person, it's something different. It might not be social media, but you flick on the game and it's like, boom, you just got out of the anointing, engaged into the world again. And it's like you just were screaming down the Jericho walls and now you're just like, ugh. We had a powerful hunger conference, and then on Tuesday, we were binding the spirit of apathy, right? Those of you who were there. And I know that the enemy tries to backlash. Don't get me wrong. You have these times with God, the enemy slaps some apathy in your face, and you're like, get out of here. Okay, that's a real thing, but you have the power to have dominion over yourself. Say, no, I'm going to guard this thing. I'm not going to let it lift off of me. And as much as I can stay in this zone, I'm going to do it. Okay, that doesn't mean you get all weird and you're like, I can't talk now because you're at your job and you're like, I'm in the zone. Okay, you need to work. You know what I'm saying? Okay, but there are moments where you can hold on and the Lord's looking to let that hover and, and dwell in you. Dwell. Do you hear what I'm saying? Okay, but what I think, I just want to list two things that I feel like cheapen the cares of this life. So the things you have to do, your social media, your thing, all the things, those can choke what God does. But I also want to put in there the words of your mouth can choke and to cheapen what you say. Okay, we all know Proverbs 18:21 says that we will eat the fruit of our words. There is power of life and death in this. And if you want to sustain a breakthrough, you better be speaking breakthrough. Don't be speaking death all over your breakthrough. You finally get to it and then you complain about how hard it took to get there and how long God took to answer. And these 50 people that let me down, like, okay, that breakthrough is going to shrivel up in just a minute because you're speaking death all over it. You got to speak life. You got to let the power of life come out of you. You want to sustain that breakthrough? Declare the goodness of God. Declare life all over the situation. Some people tear down their own breakthroughs or their own houses with their own hands through this. Your words are like messengers and they go out and get your future prepared for you. That's what your words do. They, they'll go out ahead of you and make a future for you. You better make sure that you're sustaining the beautiful breakthrough that God gives you with life coming out of your mouth. Amen? Okay, and this is another thing I want to say. To, that A key to sustaining breakthrough is staying humble. Okay, just low, go low before the Lord. And I'm going to read a couple of scriptures. 
about humility, but it's like that's one of the greatest ways that you can maintain or sustain a breakthrough. It's like, yes, Lord, my life is yours. I go low before you. I take no credit for this breakthrough. I take no pride in what happened. I give you all the glory, and I look to you to do it again in my life, oh God. Are you with me? Okay, uh, I'm going to read a couple of humility scriptures, but we all know them. James 4, 6, but he gives more grace. That is why the scripture said God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Okay, you got a breakthrough, stay humble. Okay, James 4, 10, humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. Hallelujah. And, and you know, I don't need to read any more humble scriptures because I know you know, but it has to be a place you live in. I go low before you. It's all about you. I stay connected to the vine and I take no credit or glory for what you've done. And I believe that's another reason why we've seen uh, certain breakthrough moments or revival moments shrivel up in, in, in movements because people failed to stay low and humble. And then they started touching what God was doing and deciding what they thought should happen. They didn't stay low. They didn't let his hand do the moving. Then they thought, well, I'm going to do the services this way, or I'm going to do this thing this way. And they didn't, they didn't, there's no humility. Then it became pride. And it's like, well, I know what it should, should happen now better than God does. That's a really fast way to lose your breakthrough. No, I've relinquished control. I remain low because anyone can stay low before you get a breakthrough. Oh God, help me. The breakthrough comes and you're like, hmm. Maybe I'll do what I want now. No one ever says it like that, but their life shows it. They were going places, buying things, moving away. Oh, they were humble and contrite. Now they know everything. It's like, okay. And then God has to bring them to their knees again. That's not the goal. The goal is we sustain the breakthrough, amen? Did this help somebody today? Okay, really, we feel like this is a word that God wants to give us because this is it. We're like smashing out in glory. Every time we meet together, there's something else coming out, and he wants us to be able to hold it, not lose it. So if we're shouting on a Sunday, it doesn't matter what, what hell throws us. Come Tuesday, we're shouting on Tuesday. We don't need any more convincing or fluffing. Come on, you can do it. It's like, no, I'm sustaining what I got. I took it as my own, not something that the worship leader gave me. It's mine. The shout is mine before God. And it's not so easily given up and for sale or cheapened. Amen? We don't want a breakthrough moment to come and success to come and then God leave. Amen? All right, let's stand up. That's what I wanted to say. Hallelujah. We got through it. Woo! I'm so glad I got to release that. <laughs> The heart of God is that we have a sustained breakthrough that we then teach other people to walk in, and it becomes a generational breakthrough in the spirit, where people are carrying the spirit of our breakthrough because we learned how to keep it and to steward it well. Amen. So God, we thank you for what you're doing among us. It's so amazing, and we love drinking <laughs> and um, spending time with you and just what you're doing among us. It's so awesome, right? Isn't it awesome? And uh, we're grateful and thankful and, and, and we don't take it for granted, God. But right now, we just ask that you'd help us to remember these things that you told us today so that we could sustain every single breakthrough that is obtained in our lives. And we understand that breakthrough is not the absence of hard things, 
Hallelujah. But it's a crossing over into the next phase. And I thank you, God, that breakthrough is going to be answered to prayers and change of seasons and, and glory to glory and all those amazing things. And we just declare right now that we're forcefully advancing in Jesus' name. And nothing is going to destroy the breakthrough or steal or kill it in Jesus' name. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would just strengthen us from the inside out so that we can sustain and steward the breakthrough well, God. And I thank you that you see us faithful and worthy to be able to be ones that break through and charge forward. Thank you for using us. Thank you for hearing our prayers. Thank you for being the Lord of the breakthrough, and therefore we are breaking through. Come on. Hallelujah. And we just tear down every lie that says, well, you're not there yet, and you're not broken through yet, and you can't even receive this message because you haven't had blah, blah, blah. We just cancel that lie in Jesus' name. We silence every lying voice from hell, and we declare we are in the breakthrough in Jesus' name. We call what is not as though it is. Breakthrough over our lives in Jesus' name. Answered prayer, shift of seasons. And I thank you, God, you're giving us this word because we're at breakthrough, because we're in the moment, because we're charging forward and we're forcefully advancing in you, God. Hallelujah. That you're equipping us because we're in breakthrough. So we tear down every lie saying we're not in it. You be quiet and get out in Jesus' name. We declare we are forcefully advancing. Say, I'm forcefully advancing. Say it again. I'm forcefully advancing. Jesus' name. Come on, and the gates of hell aren't going to prevail. In Jesus' name, God, we just say we will do our best to live by these things that be connected to you, God, and not cheapen the moments with you and, and not go out and joke and just let go of the revelation you've given us or the moment we might have had with you, God. We're going to hold it as precious. And we pray that you'd help us carve out time with you and our schedules. Show us where the time is so we can spend more time with you, God. And help us to hold precious these amazing things you do for us. We're so grateful. And we just say thank you so much. Can we thank him? Thank you, God, for everything you've done to get us to this place. We thank you. Thank you so much. We just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. <sighs> thank you so much, God. Oh, we're so thankful. And, Lord, we just want to tell you, that you can trust us with the breakthrough. We're going to carry it well. We're not going to be afraid to carry it. We're not going to fear. We're going to mess it up. We just said, Jesus' name, we're going to carry your spirit well and your kingdom well and forcefully advance it in Jesus' name. Whoo! <laughs> and everybody said, amen. Amen. Woo, come on, give somebody a high five. It's like a glory moment. Yeah! Jesus' name. We love you guys. Come on, God chose you. He believes in you. And it's time to just live and sustain and break through season. Amen.